It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopets Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopetspod.com. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and be part of what Joe Soro is doing today at LakersBall.com. You can go ahead and check out Joe Soro at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You can hear him cursing, mm-hmm. ranting, raving. And getting angry at the Lakers' defense. Oh, I'm sorry. There was no defense. Getting angry at the Lakers all game long at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, where we witnessed history tonight. So go ahead and be part of the fun right there for you at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. He also goes ahead and owns a great company called Simblades. And if you need your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, please go ahead and check out Simblades in the Southern California area. Simblades with a Y.com. Laker Tom is the number one Lakers blogger, and he's at Lakerholics.com. Join him and his good friend Yami Swoot, aka Jamie Sweet. They're there today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also so our good friends at the Who Pets Podcast Network. And if you could like, share, subscribe, or do whatever that you can to go ahead and take care of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Everything that we do for the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and everything that we do with all of our great array of shows, please like and subscribe because it really helps us out. And if you could do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, this was a day that we talked about all season long as far as the what we thought if we didn't make the playoffs is the only thing that we'd be heading towards to. And that was LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record. He was within... 35 points tonight of breaking that record. And wouldn't you know, with a great fall away jumper, he surpassed in the third quarter the all-time greatness known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he becomes the number one scoring king all-time in the NBA. That is LeBron James as he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the scoring list. The problem is the Lakers facing against the Oklahoma City Thunder decided not to bring 
any defense with them tonight. Terrible first half defense led to a comeback with LeBron leading the way to break the scoring record. Then as soon as all the festivities were done and the slowdown and everything was done, as far as the congratulations, the ceremonies and all that stuff took place. The Lakers just got struck by the thunder as the thunder in the fourth quarter pulled away and just was too much for the Lakers. And unfortunately the Lakers really only got close when it didn't matter because the game was already out of hand. The Lakers, unfortunately, fall at home after two days of rest to a team that played last night at Golden State, and that was the Oklahoma City Thunder, 133-130 to in a terrible defensive performance once again. And here today to talk about today's game, some great guys, my fellow co-host in crime indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Onks1947, right there for you at LakersBall.com, plus Sinblades. Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, uh, as much as we want to celebrate LeBron's greatness, we were just irritated with the defense all game long. It was indescribable. AD, unfortunately, I don't know what planet he was on, but he was certainly not on this one because his his head was not in the game. His defense was terrible. His offense was minuscule at best. He didn't. He did not look like the AD we've known for most of the season when he's been out there on the court. It seemed like tonight it was just LeBron James and everyone else. For those who don't know, uh, Lakers did. They didn't field the call. I, I don't know if that's the right word. They no, took, that, that, they got correct. calls for AD, and they've been obviously refused. They need to start reevaluating that, and they need to evaluate their coach as well. There's only so much you can do when your roster is inadequate. At some point, when you have AD and LeBron on your team, you're supposed to sort of figure some things out. You're talking about two great players. Uh, there are plenty of teams out there playing much better than the Lakers that don't have LeBron and AD. The fact that you're playing like pure – Cigarette ash. Sorry, I had to go PG there with something unique to explain what this team is. Uh, Kenneth, I'm going to have to get real with Kenneth here because he said something that was not in line with what I'm seeing, which is, did you watch the Pelican game? It looked exactly like tonight's game, and LeBron wasn't going for a scoring title then either. This is who the Lakers are. They are a discombobulated mess. Their coach doesn't know how to coach this team. The roster is inadequate. The stars don't really hold anybody accountable. And AD might have had his worst game, uh, like uh, Sean said, as a Laker tonight, at the worst time. He was a pedestrian. They, They need to just... Ride this season out. We have two months left. At this point, I, I don't really care if they do anything with the roster. I really don't. Matter of fact, I would recommend that they don't do anything. Unless they can save their assets, which going to happen. So, uh, if, if there is to be a trade, by the way. So, at this point, uh, sayonara to the 2023 season. Uh, we are going to be watching the rest of the games because we have a job here. And that's about it because I have absolutely uh, no feeling for this team. 
They don't care. I don't care. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 133 to 130 at home after two days rest against a team that did play the night before in the Oklahoma City Thunder. No defense was found. It's just really disappointing. The Lakers now fall to 25 and 30, 13th in the Western Conference. They're now two full games behind the play-in. And here today to go ahead and say what he needs to say is a man that's very irritated indeed. Again, we do want to congratulate LeBron on achieving the success and the record that he did break tonight. That is obviously very important as well. This is something that all season long we've been gearing up to. But the guy right here also wants to talk about the poorest defensive and you know effort that was given out today because he's the madman from Toronto, the magic man, the guy who just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless it's to watch LeBron break a scoring record. It is the magic man sean grice and sean great to have you here you were awesome as far as on the playback you laker tom joe devotion fl24 we had a really good house tonight nick was there as well so i want to hear your thoughts on this my friend when you see such a porous defensive effort giving up over what was it 75 in the first half 76 76 76 in the first half and really not slowing them down at all in the second half. Atrocious defending the three. Really no good words to say about anything other than than what was named LeBron James because LeBron James seemed to do it all tonight. And unfortunately for a 38-year-old, that's a really tough ask. It's a tough ask, Gerald. And before I begin, um, your your intro was eloquent and classy for, for LeBron and uh... – he deserves it. He, he absolutely deserves, deserves it. it. He, des- he wanted to win tonight. It wasn't just about the scoring record. He was he was playing like he was trying to win the game. He really was. And despite four turnovers in the fourth quarter, Russell Westbrook was trying hard, trying to win the game. But there was one player who, if you told me this morning, hey, Sean, you know, the Lakers are going to lose and AD is going to be the worst defender and have his most listless game as a Laker. I would say, nah, nah, I could, I could see them losing, but, but that, that, that part about AD, nope, it happened, Gerald. It, you couldn't tell me that Kareem was the one retired and AD was the one with a job tonight because Kareem, Kareem got up and did more walking around after LeBron broke his record than AD did during the entire game. At one point in time tonight, AD's plus minus was minus 10. He had 11 points. He was terrible. He had 13 for the game. Just he finished you know. with 13 points and was a minus four. It was just You could see it on the court. It's not just the statistics. It's the eye test. And tonight, you know, I he got beat. Uh, uh, got beat bad. Yeah, he got, he got uh, several beat times on really defense. Really bad. And Joe said, well, he's making up for all the guys. In some cases, he is right. In some cases, he clearly but was you wrong know, the Jared, effort. The energy. Yeah. He did not bring anything as far as energy tonight. No, not at all. And and a lot of our defensive. Uh, None secret, of the guys did on defense. No, not really. It reminded me a lot of uh, that old video game Tecmo Bowl where, where the button gets stuck and the two guys are kind of running in the same direction, and then one guy's kind of running around in circles. That's kind of what the defense was tonight. I, 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 there was one sequence where Jalen Williams 
had a complete unabated path to the basket. Both both front court defenders left their man, but didn't didn't go to Williams at, above the break when he had the ball. It was the it, like Joe said at the time. Joe Soro said if there was one play that was defining of the Lakers season, that was it. That was it, and he's correct, hundred percent. And the fact that AD did this in a must-win game, like now we have thirty losses. Like, don't tell me that you can pull 10, 15 game win streaks together. It's not gonna There's happen. only 27 games left. There's only 27 games left. So since since that 0-5 start, they played 500. Like Joe said, what what makes anyone think that they're not gonna play anything but 500 for the rest of the way? Because it probably will. Yeah. It's just a shame. And then at the end, his foot started bothering him. So I know a lot of people were asking about that as far as why he wasn't in there when the game, but the game was pretty much over doubt you know, with about a minute left, they were what they were still down by double digits close to a minute left. So you figure LeBron didn't need to be in the game. I mean, they closed it out to where it was three points, but that was just because Oklahoma city took it off the gas, you know, their foot off the gas and, and the Lakers were able to capitalize just close enough to make it close. But that doesn't help you at all. You know, get it, letting them score 133 points on the second game, Joe, of a back-to-back is absolutely atrocious. And it's not just the effort I saw out there. It's the bad coaching, the whole thing, man. Outside LeBron James, who wanted not the record just night, not just the record. He wanted to actually, like, like many people in the chat are saying, he wanted to win the game. It was really such a letdown after he brought the Lakers back you know, when he, when he eclipsed the scoring record, people forget that he was getting the Lakers back into this game and to see it just, and I talked about it. I said, do you think the Oklahoma city thunder are really going to start kicking some butt after they come out of this, this whole ceremonies and whatnot? And sure enough, they did. Yep. Here's, here's, this is to answer reggae Joe's question about would Kyrie Irving save the Lakers? I believe on offense, he would be a massive upgrade because your opponent's defensive scheme completely changes when you have Kyrie running around. I don't know necessarily if it would help defensively, but in a offensive type NBA era at this point, it's similar to the NFL where as long as you have a good quarterback, you can have a mediocre defense and still make it because a lot of times the momentum and the emotion of what a player can do on one side in a, in a specific uh, important position can, can carry that. Well, let me just, we, can I, Joe, can I just interrupt just quickly sure. on Reggae Joe? Reggae Joe and everybody out there, can we just, you know, because we have ladies in the chat, is there any way we can keep it kind of respectful? Uh, I know your descriptions of Jeannie Buss is, is that's all well and good, but please, can we just try and keep it respectful uh, on that as far as, uh, you know, what you are evaluating Genie Bus as, other than as an owner. So, you know, running the team. Go ahead, Joe. So, had let's say we done a deal for Kyrie, there would have been a, a good feeling from AD, a good feeling from LeBron, to the point where I think there's going to be a little bit more enthusiasm in terms of playing. AD looked like what the Lakers team have has been all year, which is just 
not enthusiastic, not motivated. Darvin Ham's rotations, Darvin Ham's inability to gauge a pulse on this team's soul is it's beyond not knowing X's and O's. It's he has a Dave Roberts ability of doing nothing when it matters. This would not have been a bad loss on a momentous night if the Lakers weren't lousy like this for the last four months. It could have you you could have said if the Lakers are playing well and are seven or eight games above 500, you could say, you know what, guys, there was just too much going on tonight. LeBron wanted to break the record to get it out of the way and enjoy the night. And then, just the, you know, it's kind of like opening night after a title, similar to that. But it's it's not that. And I'm sorry, folks. I, I want to celebrate LeBron's achievement, but I, I don't care about statistics. I, I never have. I, I care about winning. Winning is all that matters. And the Lakers are not doing that. And they've been doing that for a very long time as a franchise. And they're not just losing. They're losing like cowards. They're losing like quitters. And that is more discouraging. You can tell if they were playing hard and they were losing, which you could say to some degree they have. They've had a lot of close games that they've lost. So they're competing until the end of the game. But when you have two all-time greats on your team, you should win those games. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you should. This is not Muscala hitting a, a freakish three to win a game. This is LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team, and you can't seem to, up until the last few games where they had really good sets to run to for the last shots and got screwed by the refs or whatever, um, you're not you're not finishing the games with all-time greats on your team, not just one, two. And I, I guess you could say Russell Westbrook to some degree, but I don't consider him in a position right now where he's great. He's a detriment to the to the team. And AD is starting to slope into that area right now, too. It's really, really, really sad that this is going this is what's going on at this point. And I I like I said, I I think they need to just forget about Thursday. I know this is going to kill Laker Tom. Sorry, Tom. I, 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 I There's no point in, in giving anything up for anyone right now because we're not really going to get anybody of any significance. There's no one out there that's going to make a difference. Even if you got uh, a Van Fleet and a uh, Gary Trent, Gary Trent Jr., even that. I was kind of a little bit interested in that one because you'd kind of solve two huge holes that you have. But the problem is you're going to give up too much for a team that likely won't connect where it matters. And again, we have to win championships, guys. It's not about going to the playoffs. If you want to go to the playoffs, make that trade, right? But if you want to win a championship, hell no, it ain't going to happen with this team. Not with Darvin Ham uh, being the captain of the ship either. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 133 to 130. The Lakers fall to 25 and 30. Again, 13th in the Western Conference, two full games out of the play-in right now as far as Utah in 10th place. Sean, when it comes to the atrocious defense, I mean, at the start of the season, they were playing outstanding defense and they sucked on the offensive end. Mm -hmm. And somehow over the course of the season, the coaching staff in their infinite wisdom, injuries aside, has managed to build a team and and groom a team and work a team into a team that now does the exact opposite. They can score but can't defend. What happened? Yeah, you know what, Gerald? I think what happened there was I think they just blew their wad all at once on the defensive end. That was it. We saw the uh, we saw the apex of their defense. That was the best they could do. That's one way to uh, say it. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, thirty losses. What what can, what else can you say? What else can you say? <laughs> they just find a, they just find a new way to lose each and every time. And Gerald, it it's like a it's like an e, it's like a slow ether. It's like a it's just a slow slow death each and every time. It was Nick, uh, our good pal Nick Molina, was saying in the chat a couple couple nights ago that you know it. Feels like it's just cut after cut after cut, like death by a thousand cuts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's turnovers. They can't defend the three. They can't make a three. Um, Darvin, this is just a bad team. It's a bad team. We're a bad team, drilled. We're a bad team. Yeah, these are we, things uh, that we talked about from the beginning of the season. How bad the depth on this roster was, and people tried to, you know. Go ahead and and Joe and they're talking about oh well you know this player looks really good and and this player looks really good and this player you, looks really good. I mean you, you're going to have peaks and valleys with one of these players every now and then, but the problem is good teams, their supporting cast plays well more often than not, and that's the problem of the Lakers. The supporting cast does not play well more often than not. We are not we we you. Sean, Laker Tom, Laker Tom, a little bit more uh, uh, positive and, and hopeful, which is fine. That balances our stuff out. But those who have been very adamant since August, especially after the 
ghosting of the free agents, free agent market, uh, we we anticipated this result. And there was there's always a hint, my friends. There is always a hint. And sometimes we don't recognize what that hint is until it's too late or that you found out what happened, right? So then you look back, it's just like anything in your life. You you get a hint that at the beginning of something and you're not sure 100%, you have a pretty good feeling on it, but you're not, you know, again, you give yourself, you become, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how I would say, you, you go into this uh, uh, naivete on your own. You become naive on purpose so you can be hopeful of whatever you're doing, but then you'll get a hint and then you'll talk about it six months later when everything in quotes, you're like, you know what? You remember that time this happened? That was the sign. We saw the sign this summer. I saw the sign with Darvin Ham at training camp, just a couple sentences and Look what's Almost happening. like that song. I saw the sign. Gerald, why do you do this? <laughs> See, I'm trying to make cheer you up. Like, Me singing is, a bad 90s song. This is exactly what they are. And we should not be surprised. We should be sad. We should be disappointed. But this is who they are. They showed their cards early. And now it's coming into fruition. And my prediction of 35 and 47 is very, very, very comfortable for me right now. And even if I said I don't want anything to happen here by Thursday, wouldn't have mattered anyways because nothing is going to happen. And nothing was going to happen even before tonight's game or before the Pelicans game. And, and, is- by, the, and by the way, nobody on this panel want, wants to be more wrong than, than, than I. I think that needs to be the new slogan of this show. Nobody wants to be more wrong. No one wants to be wrong more than us. The problem is we know too much about what we're watching and what this team is. We are not armchair yappers, okay? I'm not sitting around wanting to make ourselves feel good because we want to be right. No, no, we're not here so that we can be right. We're here because we're telling you what's going on, and a lot of you out there, Love watching us talk because a lot of us are talking for you. That's what we're here for. And that's why each guy here has a fan. People who like positiveness, they're going to want to watch Laker Tom. People who want to talk about beer and really cool statistics, they're going to listen to Sean. People who want to listen to Gerald with his high-pitched voice and, you know, they want to, you know. What are you talking there about? There you go. So <laughs> there's, <laughs> there is there is a obvious problem we are explaining to everyone and we are now going to say at this point in february get used to it for about two more months now the good thing so, so and the, kenneth stone's asking you so you're saying at this time they're not going to make the plan oh absolutely not no way absolute miracle if they make the plan absolute miracle they're in 13th place right now they had one game to win against the Pelicans to tie them in the record. That was something I, I thought was important. I thought might be a boost, right? You end up tying the team that has your draft pick, okay? You could tie them by record in February. You're in a great position, and you fold like wet tissue. 
that has just been pissed on, and then you do it again a few nights later on a momentous. And this is a team that's right with them even. On a momentous night, and I got to say this, John is upset at LeBron, and he has a right to. He probably has a right to because he is the leader, right? He is the leader. John is like, where was LeBron after he scored his 36 point? Which made me realize he only scored two points after that, right? Yeah. So, guys, if it wasn't just this, if it was just this game, I could understand it. It's not. This is how they've been playing for a very long time. And now you're officially starting to tell an audience, a league, that you are quitters and don't really care about winning. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for everybody around the world that's joining us, watching and listening. We truly appreciate it. We've got people from all around the world in the chat. The best Lakers chat that's out there. The Lakers fast break. I tried to do that in that high-pitched voice that you talk about. It is the Lakers fast break. Kenneth brought up a great point. And I'm, he did. I'm gonna, he did. And I will say this. I will say this again, guys. That sitting of LeBron in that Denver game changed the season. We, were, we, we had won five straight. We were building momentum, and he decided to sit. And we would have won that. I believe we would have won that game. We were sort of competitive in that game. We had LeBron in there. We'd probably win the game. That right there, besides the play we saw today, and I believe it was in the third quarter, Sean. Yep. Um, that right there is the defining moment to this season. That right there. And if, if that that's something that needs to be talked about more. But I will tell you, even after that moment, though, Joe, LeBron sensing the scoring record and sensing what the Lakers needed, he went on a LeBron nothing run by himself to get the Lakers, what, within two or three at that point in time? Actually, to tie the game. That's right, to tie the game. It was 106, 106. Yeah, and really get them back in the game and leave it to the Lakers. He sits out the game after the ceremony. He sits down. And unfortunately, it went downhill ever since. Sean, I'm just going to say this. I got a lot of flack since of the panel at the beginning of the season. I called the Lakers in a lower position than anyone else on the staff. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to tell you I was right. I want to be wrong. Like our motto here, we want to be wrong about the Lakers, and we want them actually to succeed more than anyone else out there. But I could see that this roster was just nowhere near competitive for the Western Conference. And unfortunately, I'm looking to be more right each and every day. We've got two days left, a little over, what, 48 plus hours, something like that, before the trade deadline. Something needs to happen fast to prove Joe, you and I wrong, even a small amount, to at least get in the play-in at this point in time. No longer the playoffs. It's just about the play-in at this point in time. Yes, Gerald. I mean, we we're... We can't look at a top six seed anymore. That's that's out the window, and uh, it just got run over, and uh, now it's on fire. So we have to look at the plan. So seven, eight, nine, ten. There's just too know. many teams. Okay, you could say the four games between what the Lakers and six plays. You could say that, but that's seven teams. Or six teams. Six teams the Lakers would have to vault over. It's not just the games. It's the amount of teams you have to vault over in order to get to that. That's the hardest part. Uh, abs- absolutely, sir. Yes, it is. And and not only that, 
you, have you can't a, control what everybody else is doing. No, and and you've already dropped a lot of these games to the teams you're playing, so you need to stack as many wins as you can in order to uh, avoid a possible tiebreaker scenario where basically every Western Conference team has beaten you, wins the season series, and yeah, you want to be in the play-in tournament, but because you lost two game two games to New Orleans, you've lost two games to Sacramento. You go from seventh to eleventh or twelfth, and that's kind of what happens in this scenario, right? Well, let me just say this to Kenneth. You know, Kenneth said, Gerald, I disagree with you. It seems this year's Western Conference is screaming for the Lakers to catch up. I get it. Maybe screaming for them to catch up. But the problem is when you're one and and nine, one and nine in your own division and 12 and 19 overall on the Western Conference, that's not helping your cause because you're running out of games in the Western Conference to play against Western Conference teams. A hundred percent, Gerald. Yes. As you know, Gerald was saying uh, we have 27 games left and that's, they're not all against the Western Conference. Well, they're not. so it's not like the Lakers can make up uh, more games than they than they already have. That ship has sailed. So, Gerald, I I often use the term leaking oil. Of the guys often hear me say that either when a team's in a, a bit of a a, a sputter uh, or during a game that they're just it it's not looking good. So well, Kenneth, well, let me just say this and finish up what Kenneth was saying here, because the Lakers, he says, are beating the Lakers more than the Western Conference. He understands, but the Lakers keep beating themselves. Well, they beat themselves up so many times. They've left so many wins on the table. You only have so many wins each year to give. And I think the Lakers have already given already more than their share. And I think it's enough to probably keep them out at this point uh, at the playoffs, at the very least, the play in at the most right now it yeah. just does not look good for the lakers yeah no Gerald, so many games I, on the table yeah you know even a, even um even a good team in the nba even a good team sometimes gifts a handful of games eduardo they are 12 and 19 against the western western conference, conference. it's terrible it's terrible no but what I, what i was going to say was even a good team in the nba you can you can gift you know, a handful of games through either poor play at down the stretch, not clutch play, injuries, what have you, that can happen. But the Lakers are giving, these past two years especially, are giving up a baker dozen losses every year, just handing them over. Here, you want to win? You want to win? You want to win? You want to win? Stacking these losses by just giving them away and like joe said he emphasized it they were on a five-game winning streak he decided to sit out at the time among these panelists i was the one who said eh that's uh he's you know he's gonna sit out games here and there but joe joe and kenneth and other laker fans had the right instincts there it's you know why even try and squash a little bit of the good juju we have right now? We need he it almost bad. plays better tired because yeah, remember he had that it. like five day break after he skipped yes. the Denver game and he played awful. But when he played like the back to back, he played great on those games. So yeah. 
figure that one out. I, yeah, it, it, it. Good luck, because I can't. Once um, again, it's the Lakers fast break. Sean Grice is here, the Magic Man. Joe, Sean. I mean, I do want to touch on before we end it out on, on the greatness of LeBron and what he achieved tonight. So we are going to end on a good note, but still, Joe, you don't see anything at all. The Lakers can do in the next couple of days. And I'm going to ask the same thing to you, Sean, in the next couple of days, you don't see anything at all moving the needle in the right direction for the Lakers. No, because even if you brought in a couple of talented players, they're, they're not going to be emotional leaders or the kind of guys that can get inside certain players and, and, and get the best out of them. You know, that's a big, that's an important part of, 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 of a cohesive team. Can a player ignite a team? You know, maybe they thought bringing in uh, Patrick Beverly would be the guy. Uh, unfortunately, I never bought into that because if Patrick we hated Beverly, that from day one. Yeah, if Patrick Beverly was trying to motivate me, I'd sit there and start laughing at him. Uh, ADs, the, the same, the same, I'd say, gift that AD has is his curse. So one thing that we appreciated with AD is he never really complained about, you know how when you have an equal star on a team, you get that ego thing. We won a championship because of the fact that AD didn't allow that to kind of be a problem. But the other side of it is because he's not like that, he's also very passive. He's very, I don't know, unmotivated. That's the only word I could think of that's G-rated. Then you have players like Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, have talent, but are missing important elements of total team basketball. And then the rest are not players that should be touching the floor other than covering for starters. You have too many non-starters on this team, too many guys in high positions that, that are a big part of the offense and defense that shouldn't be either. And then LeBron and AD just are not demonstrative enough to – Put a put a light in your rear end, uh, and that's that's where we're at. And Darvin Ham, rookie coach or not, he is not the right coach for this team. You need to have a certain temperament and get angry. I haven't seen him get mad. The the clincher really recently with Darvin Ham was allowing Patrick Beverly to bring a camera on the court and not doing anything about it. John, I hate and you. and and. Oh, okay management not doing anything about it could you imagine imagine if he had done that if jerry west was a gm or if phil jackson was a coach yeah he would have had his intestines pulled out I don't, i'm just saying okay joe, i'm just saying that's, that's a visual I, think, I really don't want joe well, i you know i gotta be honest with you gerald i, I don't think joe's far off there at least like okay. if Pat Bev was in a room with those two, Harry Curry might be an option for him oh after they gosh. gave him a tongue lashing. This is getting dark, darker than I it's, thought. It's it's it's. I'm sorry. You need to be a leader if you're going to lead players, and leading means what the hell are you doing taking a camera on 
we're still in this game. You're going into overtime, okay? You're still in the game. You're going to spot these guys a, a points that we can't afford because you want to be funny? No, this is wrong. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a terrible look from so many angles. And I know even as a player, I would have been angry. Like, what the f- are you doing? You just cost us a point because you want to bring a camera on, on the court? They're not going to yell at Westbrook because Westbrook will eat their heads. They're scared of Westbrook. I bet you Darvin Ham is scared of Westbrook. That's where we're at. Everybody's scared of players or being looked on bad. Somebody needs to put their foot down, man. Who is it? Who's got the who's got the skin to do that? So I, I I'm glad I'm glad Mr. Sorrow mentioned that because Gerald, I know what you were probably gonna say and you're well, I was gonna say bacon trumps all. Oh, bacon trumps all. That there's there's nothing better. Okay. There's nothing better. But what uh Joe was saying there is very interesting because it's a good segue into a question I wanted to ask. You two gentlemen and our crew. So conveniently, the Kyrie trade request happens and LeBron just happens, happens to do a sit down and say how he can't say how he's not disappointed in what the Lakers did. And then we hear Kyrie. Gerald, did you get the feeling that Kyrie wanted to be anywhere other than Dallas, Texas? Because that's uh, just, kind of I the feeling felt, I know, got. At his press conference, he was, you know, he's not going to tell you. He he does not like the press. So he does not going to tell them what they want to hear. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's not. Oh, he may be happy about going to Dallas, but. You know, with an already ISO heavy offense and the fact that, you know, Luca demands and requires in order to be Luca the ball well, the only, more the than only anyone reason, in yeah. the league. He must dominate the ball more than anyone in the league to be yeah. Luca. He cannot play off ball. He has to have the ball. Kyrie can play off the ball, but he doesn't want to play off the ball all that much unless he has a great score with him. So maybe he he doesn't mind that, but you know, the going to the Lakers is what he wants. It was it was evident by what he said, what he's inferred, and and what he's he mentioned us about. by name. Yeah, he just he, he mentioned you know as far as his desire to go to the Lakers. So, it, it unfortunately, didn't come to fruition. But you know, if he really wants to go there bad enough, play well, go ahead and just walk in the summer and sign a contract with the Lakers for whatever they can give him. There, that's what that solves the problem. But we'll see. I, I don't know if. They throw enough cash. If Mark Cuban throws enough cash, you know, Adam, he's probably going to go ahead and stay or or sign for the money because that's what he wants the most. Probably is to make up for yeah, all but- the tens of millions of dollars he has lost in the last and final big contract of his career, most likely, yeah. and be able to make up for some of that that he's lost already. Right, Gerald. Right, and and like the, the but this is the point I'm trying to make is that LeBron right now and he has every right to because me you joe almost every laker fan out there would have the same feelings he resents the lakers front office right now for not doing everything in their power to help him try and win a championship so he doesn't hold the cards here go ahead joe i read an article today it's the first article i read about lebron's gming 
to trade for Westbrook. And it was very clear that LeBron had a very big say in that and was very complimentary of Westbrook and very complimentary of what they were going to do together. So, unfortunately, maybe the reason why LeBron hasn't been too vocal on being upset with the front office is because he doesn't want egg on his face. Because exactly, it's it. He was a big part of that. Now, you can sit there now and blame Rob Palinka for going. Why the hell are you listening to some player on how to construct a team? Well, he did listen to him to get Anthony Davis, and that worked out. But in this case, it didn't work out. Now, here's the issue with, with with recent history of the NBA. These acquisitions that have been taking place are a direct effect from other teams' transactions. And it's blown up in everyone's face. So when James Harden got traded to Brooklyn, LeBron, the Lakers, whomever, thought, oh, crap. We need a third guy, too, to combat a Harden, Irving, and Durant team. And you saw how that worked out. And we saw how both teams imploded. It's a lesson that I hope everyone learns, that you do not make transactions and team decisions off of what other teams do, especially in today's NBA, where these players do not finish out the season a lot of times now. Look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry might be done this year. He might be done. At least he won't beat Steph Curry of last year. These guys can't stay healthy. Something is going on with their training. Maybe the speed of the game is too much. Their bodies are not lasting anymore. And now you have to almost play it like baseball. You don't need to be a one seat to win it all anymore. You never really needed to in baseball for, for many reasons. You know, you had a lot of the Yankee teams with, that had lost games, uh, series to, to teams they shouldn't have lost to, even though they were the best. They, they did not. Dodgers obviously have not been able to win with the best record in the regular season for the last three or four years. So what are you going to do now? What you're going to do now is you're going to learn a lesson. You're going to learn a lesson in two months. Lakers, Genie, Rob, we're going to sit here and harp on this for probably two more months. But after this is done, I hope you learned your lesson and you try to build this team back up to doing something. And you are going to need to start fielding calls for Anthony Davis. Maybe that might be the fire up his butt that you need. Because right now, if he's going to be playing like this or he's not going to be available... Go get something for him. You got calls. You got a market for him right now. I would seriously consider that after tonight. I really would. If they traded Anthony Davis at the deadline, I would not be disappointed. Let me just put it that way. I would not be sitting there going, what did you do? I'd and remember, like, you were the one. You were the one that got me started on the Anthony Davis trade. And I'm not saying I'm like a blaming thing. It's like you had me convinced because you were right. How just, Gerald, just give it one more season. Let's give it one more season, Joe. One more season. And we've seen how this season's gone. This peaks and valleys and highs and lows of Anthony Davis from the injury to his almost playing like an MVP to what we see now. It's been all over the place. And it's just not fun to watch. No, Gerald, Gerald, honestly, from like from a pure from a pure 
skill set perspective, Anthony Davis is probably outside of we could quibble, but outside of LeBron Giannis, he in this era of basketball had the most versatile skill set you'd ever see in a basketball player. Ten years later, after his draft, he's won one championship, doesn't really have any other personal accolades, hasn't won hasn't won an MV, hasn't won an MVP, hasn't won a defensive player. His game is completely bipolar. He has really high highs, like he can get a double nickel if he really applies himself, as we saw uh, in December of uh, 2022. Or, like tonight, he can average 13 points on nine shots and be completely invisible defensively. Um, I'm with you and Joe. I mean, if if something were to happen, if a team did offer the Lakers somewhat of a, a godfather deal for Anthony Davis, you take it. You take yeah, I mean, it the problem is the Rudy Gobert it. trade skewed everything, everything. out of whack. Oh, the, yeah, it, like oh, like yeah, exactly. Joe and uh, I've heard other commentators like um, Shaq and um, Kenny Smith make the salient point. Yeah, the plans kind of diluted teams really like team building because your developmental players are either not good enough, right? Or they're still young enough where you can't really train them for anything. And so you get bogged down in these uh, playing tournaments with either teams that have over-the-hill vets or developmental players that aren't quite there yet. And like Joe was saying, that really dilutes the the trade deadline. And it didn't help that – Minnesota, that 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 wonderful, exemplary NBA franchise. Yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves threw gasoline all over this problem when they traded the farm for Rudy Gobert. So, like you said, Gerald, that just sent the speculation and really the 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 desired need for trades and player acquirement, it just sent it into Wacko'sville. I mean, it's Wacko. Uh, you hear the kinds of um, offers Danny Ainge wants in Utah. Like a lot of GMs now are just complaining outright to the media that, yeah, this guy's asking for way too damn much. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 133 to 130 to the Oklahoma City Thunder on a night where history was made as LeBron James now becomes the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, Salami, who is a great part of the show and a great part of our chat, the best Lakers chat that's out there at the Lakers fast break, says AD just had a bad game. Well, the thing is, Salami, the Lakers, with their lack of depth on their roster, which is something we have continually talked about on the show, which is cause for so many different variations that unfortunately are not productive at all at times to the three-guard lineups, which absolutely everybody in this chat room hates, especially Zangerstein, most of all. <laughs> and it just seems to me that that when you are looking up at 12 other teams in the Western Conference, your top two players cannot afford to have bad games, one of them or both of them. It just There's just too much ground that you've already lost, and there's just too much ground that needs to be made up and so little time to do it in. Joe, I mean, when you see what, what's up ahead for the road for the Lakers, I think your view – from where you had it at times, especially coming off that five-game winning streak, and we were planning what the Lakers were going to do, you know, where they were going to sit in the Western Conference playoff standings and all that, to where we are now. It's very disappointing, but it's no less correct. There's not much else to say anymore that we haven't talked about already. Well, LeBron, we're going to touch on at the end here. The momentum the in a game in a, in a t- with a team that's this fragile, every – good moment needs to be harnessed and we're fans of the LA Lakers the LA Lakers are a franchise that wins we care about wins that's it guys I'm sorry I I know it was fun tonight I even celebrated when LeBron hit the turnaround elbow shot yeah but that was more I think the energy from that was more the fact that we were getting closer to killing the lead that they had also. And the momentum that that would have taken us to into the fourth quarter and hopefully win the game. But we're, I just, I don't know. I don't know what else to say anymore other than down the road. I think we're going to be able to maybe put some footage of the game on here and we can explain it in even more detail which i'm looking forward to that part of the the show in the future when we have a little bit more resource and a little bit more ability and of course okay from the nba to do it 
um, should we be able to? We we are trying to explain the what and why. Most of you out there know what you're watching, but it does help that we kind of detail a little bit more. Maybe you guys aren't watching one side of the ball like sometimes I do. You know, we watch one side of the ball. I watch one particular player sometimes and just seeing what's going on. Sometimes, sometimes I even forget what the score is because that's what I'm doing. But it's important that we understand and, and have the ability to explain why things are going the way they're going instead of just saying, oh, they suck. I'm sure there's plenty of Laker channels out there that talk like that or are in some uh, delusional uh, – what, what is it? Uh, I think uh, Adam Shine on Sirius Radio calls it Planet Delusional. I think that's one of the funniest – segments he does one of i'm sorry comments that he says when when people are delusional planet delusional there's nothing to be delusional about here this is what they are it just got worse this last two games because it looked like they have quit in two straight games and then they completely quit in a game where it would have been so much better if they had won and they should have won this game they should have won this game. Uh, Oklahoma City is young and good, yeah, but you have LeBron James and AD. You should be waxing the floor of the youngest team in the NBA. I remember when the youngest team in the NBA would play, and they'd win 20 games a year. Matter of fact, it was the Oklahoma City Thunder, I believe in 2008, 20 and 62. I remember that year vividly. That was the youngest team in the NBA. They went 20 and 62. You have no business losing this game at home with this monumentous record with LeBron James and AD. No reason. And the fault comes from them first and then the just atrocious coaching the last week by Darvin Ham. And where was Rob today? Did he even show up? That's what I was asking the chat. Okay. Did anyone okay. see him? So you t- okay. So let no. let me let me get to that real quick, and then I'll let you guys talk. Imagine that. How bad he, he knows. He knows. Why wouldn't the 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 second in command of the L.A. Lakers be right there next to Genie on a night where a Laker eclipses arguably the greatest Laker? Why is he not there? Is he working? Is that why? Someone needs to go into El Segundo and walk around, find out where Rob is, and go, hey, did Rob come to work today? Just like he did the magic. See what he says. Mm -hmm. Remember what I told you guys in the last show? Life lesson. This is Laker talk slash TED talk. Right? When you hit a nerve, you hit a target. And usually when people get defensive, when you call them out, they start projecting. You saw proof today. You didn't need to even hear me. You tell me. You tell me. With any nothing you heard before tonight, where the hell was Rob Palenka, the second in command, on a night like this? You know why he's not around? Because he knew the second the camera went on him, the second the camera went on him, that whole building would have been and ruined the night. Do we Ishan know what says, uh, well, I was going to say, Ishan says, uh, as a Pelicans fan, I want to thank you all for another top 10 pick. I mean, if we had a chance to go ahead and turn it the other way around, but uh, at this point, 
it could very well be a top 10 pick because the Lakers unfortunately lose again to go 25 and 30 on the season, 133 to 130. They fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, although I, I, it is good to have fans from other teams in the chat, please be respectful of Ishant and, and don't, you know, just try to spread the love. Let's show, let's show them that we actually yeah. have a good chat and we're going to be a good place to Well, I thought to Sovereign's go. return on that was very respectful. Thank yeah. you for the championship. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm not I, agree. I could have said it better true. myself. Absolutely. Well said, Sovereign. Well said. I mean, we'll, you can have the 10th pick. We'll take the championship. We'll take that banner sitting up there. So we'll take that a lot more. So uh, still, nonetheless, it is still very disheartening. So, to see so Joe, let, let, so, sorry, ahead. Gerald, but let me ask you guys a question. Do you remember the Christmas Day game where the Staples Center floor was covered in foam? Foam mm-hmm. fingers? Yes. Let me ask you a question, Joe. If Palinka did show up, do you think people would start throwing stuff on the floor? No, I think they would have booed him pretty pretty extensively. And that's a lot of the reasons why he's not showing his face around. Now, Jeannie, because I'm, I'm sorry to say this, probably because she's a woman, they're probably going to be a little bit more cautious because they don't want to come out as, you know, whatever. But Rob is very easy to hate. He's the typical, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He's rich. He's got, you know, those guys are easy to pick on. Um, and the fact that he sucks at his job is, is just added bonus. Uh, I don't think they would throw things. I don't think that that could happen at, at Staple. Or, or well, they want to get kicked crypto. out of their $2,000 yeah, seats. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, crypto.com uh, uh, arena. Um, you know, I, I have to say the fact that she's a woman is irrelevant it's irrelevant it's irrelevant to us it's irrelevant well it's 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 irrelevant in the sense that it doesn't it doesn't matter if she was green if she was purple if she was red if she was mahogany i know i'm going through joseph and the amazing technicolor dream code here but but it that that's that's irrelevant she's the one hold on joe she's the one who made it an issue She's the one who made an issue when she interviewed with Rich Eisen and Eisen asked her the question, is the criticism of you sexist? You know what she said? Yes. There you go. No, no, no other, nothing added. No follow-up question. And she didn't add anything either. Well, it's again, it's important that we... so it's yeah no it's 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 important to to keep this in mind. There there have been there have been women there have been f- women owners in professional sports before Jeannie Buss, and they faced a hell of a lot more crap than she has. As a I matter see, of fact, I see two playoff performances in ten years. That's, that's what, what I, I see. see, Gerald. That's what I see. I, I, I and I want Joe and it. I want Joe. I want Joe and other people to see that too. Forget the fact that she's a woman. That's irrelevant. She has not led this team to the promised land like her dad did. And she promised him that she would do everything. Remember what she said, Joe? Do you remember what Jeannie Bush said? She said she's the caretaker of the Lakers now. I am the caretaker of the Lakers. Those were her words. You're not taking care of any goddamn thing right now. I think 
God rest his soul, Dr. Jerry Buss knew he was in a rut when he was about to check out, meaning not be the owner on a day-to-day basis. If Jeannie was the right person for that job, I have full confidence that Dr. Buss would have given her the reins, not Jim. That was back to what I was saying before. The little signs that tell you things. Why didn't he give it to Jeannie first? And I'll tell you why. Because Jeannie is good at doing what she did today. Smiling, grab-assing, giggling, selling circus tickets, not running the LA Lakers. And if you if need been, proof... Jim, well, I mean, if it had been Jim Buss, that's still running, that's still running the team. Not, I'm not saying Jim was way. better either, but to, just to give you an idea of how bad that was, right? Like, if there's one thing I will say about Jim Buss is he never did anything public. Yeah, he might have been a jackass behind the scenes, but I never saw Jim trying to be like, I don't know, Ursay in, in Indianapolis, right? That, that guy's a whack job, or Mark Cuban when he was obnoxious. Like, you never saw him do obnoxious stuff public this whole situation is you have wrong the wrong people running things and we need to start getting to those discussions enough of this worrying about how somebody's going to interpret things i told you guys off when we can do our rated r stuff sean you were there sean i think gerald you were out eating salsa or and chips or something um dang straight i okay. was <laughs> We need to put our foot down. And if somebody says you're, you're saying something you're not saying, you need to tell them to go sit and spin. Okay? The results are telling us what's going on, not what they look like or who they come from or where they come from. She's a terrible owner who hired a terrible general manager, who hired a terrible coach. At what point are we going to talk anymore? LeBron came to L.A. on his own volition. A.D. was brought to L.A. because the representation that LeBron created brought him to L.A. They haven't done jack squat. They haven't done jack squat. So I'm going to give LeBron a pass because he did get A.D. here, and he did come to L.A., and he did bring a championship. And he did break Le- uh, Kareem's record in a Laker uniform. Yeah, LeBron has made me mad, but it's mainly outside, off the court. It's off the court stuff. But I told you guys this too. I'm not one of those witches with a B who's going to go run. Oh, my God, he said something I didn't like. I'm never going to watch him again. And I'm never going to do this again because he said something I don't want it. No. It's okay, guys. You can say when someone does something you, you don't like, you can say it and criticize them for it. Guess what? After it's done, put your pants back on and go to the next thing. Let's see if he improves. Let's see if we can get past it. Not, I'm going to go quit. Oh, I'm going to go. And I'm never going to talk to anybody again. And I'm never going to watch this again. All this crap. It's the same thing here. We're not going to go anywhere. We're Laker fans. We have a show to do. We have a play. Hopefully people that find this entertaining. We're gonna stick. We're gonna stick to it because also they've also been very successful. I've seen six championships as a grown adult, understanding the game, very appreciative of that. But the problem right now is just like if it was a family member or a friend. Okay, if you start sucking at certain things and it's starting to be a detriment, 
to the cause, whatever cause that is, guess what? Hey, what the hell happened to you? Clean up your act, or I'm going to get something else, somebody else to do this. Again, the Lakers do lose 133 to 130 to Oklahoma City. Scarlet and Blue, I got to give some props to you. You know, not too many people out there think that Rob is doing a good job or that Rob is a good GM. And if you think he's a good GM, more power to you. Uh, but I respectfully disagree. Uh, he is, to me, a poor talent evaluator on an NBA level. This team can draft pretty well. This team has shown that they draft pretty well. They've, they've got as far as a good scouting department. But whatever they're doing as far as an NBA level, how they're manipulating the cap, how they're going ahead and building a team roster, as we have seen, as I have stated on a million occasions, is underwhelming at best. And this starts right there in that office that we took a picture of what that was yesterday's thumbnail of Rob Palenka in the office. So, Sean, you know, we're hard on Rob. We're very hard on Rob. We're probably one of the sh biggest shows that's out there that is the most, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess most critical of Rob's tenure. I'm not going to back down from it. I know you're not, and I know Joe's not, because the proof's in the pudding. The Lakers are 25 and 30 based off of decisions that he's made. You could say LeBron wanted all you want, but ultimately he's the one that pulled the trigger on the trade. He's the one that may not be back for another trade deadline if he doesn't get something very done done very soon. Because I have I'm just it's a gut feeling. I think if Rob doesn't get anything done soon and this this season continues to go off the rails, then the public pressure, I think, will overcome Jeannie's thought process and how much she likes Rob and, and how much she likes the status quo in the Lakers organization. Do you, do you, do you fervently believe that, Gerald? That, I that... fervently believe that, that this could very well be Rob's last trade deadline as a GM if he doesn't do something to turn things around. Well, you know. And the season continues to go like that. Oh, man. This scenario is such a Chinese finger trap, Gerald, because on the one hand, we all want the Lakers to succeed, eventually get to 18 before that other team. But like Joe's saying, Joe is a very logical, reasonable, sound mind when it comes to basketball. And he had said that that is available Mm -hmm. that could vault the Lakers into a position where they're not contending, but competing for a championship. Because remember what Polinka said. He said that the only move he would make is that if the Lakers were a championship contender, he didn't, he didn't even say in the mix. He, yeah. he was very insistent and this is through the media, but we know everybody's got their own channels so I'm sure uh, there's a strong basis behind it. So I don't anticipate him anticipate him doing anything other than, like you said, Gerald, maybe a fringe move here or a tweak. If this there. season goes off the rails, someone's head's going to roll. Yeah, With public some, pressure. Some, someone's head's going to roll. Yeah, because last year they all they all got together and they sung "Kumbaya" at the end of the year. And Vogel behind, got fired for it. His head yeah. rolled. So you can't yeah. go for the coach. No. Two years in a row. No. And I've I've brought this up before and um you have as well, Jared. Vogel and Palenka were tied at the hip, but they let Vogel, they threw Vogel from the train first. Mm -hmm. 
And like you said, if it derails a second time, uh, Polinka is not going to be the one with the with the golden goose under his arm. He's going to be. I'm just saying, it's just a gut feeling. It seems like a. Well, I hope you're. I I hope I hope you're right because I hope uh, I'm wrong, and he gets a a trade in here that turns the Lakers uh, season around. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I hope so. I'm hoping for that too. I'm just looking through the possibilities here, unless. Unless a, a superstar within the next 48 hours claims that he'll only accept a trade to the Lakers, there's just no way that's going to happen. No way it's going to happen, and no way that scenario would ever happen. Anyway. And that's something we keep observing here at the Lakers Fast Break is the talent evaluations of on a pro level, on an NBA level, not talking again about the bus's job in the scouting department, because that seems to be something different than what they're doing as far as the people scouting and Rob's vision well, as far as did, how he wants to build a team. So outs, outside of generalities, Gerald, do we really know what, if, how, when, and where Rob does uh, his basketball um, concepts and schemes, and what he wants the team to look at. Because I like you, um, I am one of the biggest um, voracious readers of anything Lakers, periodicals, articles, books. There's nothing that Palinka has said that points to any real thought process where you can say, okay. Polinka likes this kind of player. He likes that. No, he'll say general things like it's a guards league or we have to make sure that we're in the right, put ourselves in the right position for LeBron at a championship level. Like Jim, Jim Buss talked about a lot of that stuff too, Gerald. Remember how he had his own system as well and nobody knew what it was, but he said he had a system and he didn't use normal NBA analytics. And look where that got us. So, like Joe said, when when, Polin- when Polinka eventually got in the big seat, at that point, the payload had already been delivered. He got LeBron, and you, basi- you, basically, you, you basically planted the seeds where you're going to get AD. Matt- Irvin did a lot of the... the that heavy lifting here and Rob decided he was going to, he was going to make sure that the elevator just closed right on him. Meanwhile, magic's the one now who's laughing about all this. Not, not about the Lakers, obviously like us beyond us, even Gerald. He did look happy tonight when he gave LeBron a hug. Yes. Yes. But I think even magic knew like, wait a minute. We're supposed to be working together here, and I've got the backs, the biggest backstabber this side of um, I don't know. and now he's alone by himself with no one else to blame. He can't blame Darvin Ham, he can't blame LeBron, he can't blame Genie, he can't blame the fans, he can't blame the quasars, he can't blame the Milky Way galaxy. All he can do is stand up and take the bullet if that's what's going to happen. Because, like I said, I don't expect them to make a trade. 
I hope something happens. I hope somebody's desperate and has a recent blow to the head, or maybe they were drinking a little vodka and decided they call Rob randomly and something like that happens. Uh, I don't expect that though. So in that scenario, Gerald, if he doesn't do anything, then it's off with his head, right? I'm just saying that I think public pressure will be extreme if the Lakers continue to go ahead into the toilet, especially in one of the bronze, but you know, final prime years that you can get him scoring 30 plus a game. And it just seems to me that, you know, something has got to give again, like it did last season after the season when Vogel's fired. So I'm just saying it, putting it out there. We'll see if it happens. I hope it doesn't. I hope I'm proven wrong and the Lakers can turn things around well, either by themselves oh, or with a trade. So. Oh, over the last 82, doing some quick math here, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. Scott Steiner. So in a, in, in, a, in a hundred, so he played 82 games last year and we played 57 this year. So that's 139 games. He's won six. As a GM, he's won 60 of those games. 60. 60 games in in a little over a year and a half. That's not good, man. That's not good for any franchise, but particularly us. Particularly us, because if you look at the average, if you look at the average wins a Lakers team has when they make the playoffs, it's around it's around forty nine. It's just a little a hair under fifty. So you're the GM of a franchise who's the expect like Joe said, the expectation is you win around fifty games, make the playoffs, and try and make a run deep in the playoffs. You're not looking to to just win fifty. Maybe we get in the second round. Enjoy a little bit of that uh, TV money. No, th- th- this is this is completely different. You're in a different you're in a different ballpark, and you know what, Gerald? Maybe maybe Palinka's. I doubt seriously, Gerald, that after this experience, if he is let go, that he will ever be another GM in the NBA. I know a lot of these guys get retread. And get recycled over and over again, but I'm there's less than zero chance he ever gets another job. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Well, we've been really uh, tough tonight, especially after a loss like this. But Joe, on the way out, I want to go ahead and cheer the fans up that's out there, the listeners and the, and the viewers, just a little bit by talking about the, the the great achievement. Which again, yes, it came in a loss, but is no less a a momentous career-long achievement for LeBron. Uh, If you can, Joe, and then I'll get your your words as well, Sean, before we head on out, some words on LeBron's achievement. I know you said you were more about the team, and I am more about the team as well, but I I don't want to go ahead and just, you know, bash for an hour and 17 minutes and not touch upon a little bit more about the greatness and the, uh, I guess, the history we saw which we might not even see again. I may never see something like this in my life again. At 53 years old, I may never see anything like this again as far as an all-time leading scorer in the NBA. LeBron's record, I mean, what did we talk about, 38, 39 years before LeBron broke the record? That could happen again. Yeah, 39 years, uh, Kareem had it. Almost 39, it would be in April. Uh, 
if LeBron plays three more seasons, you're looking at someone who would at least have 1,500 points per year should he play the way he's been playing. So you're going to add another 4,500 to that number, which means that number will never be broken. This will likely be like the John Stockton stat of 15,000 and change in terms of assists. It was fun watching the first three quarters. I'll admit it, it was it was engaged. He hit his first three, which was a good sign. Then he hit his second three. It looked like at that point, I'm like, well, if he's going to hit his threes, he's, he's going to break it tonight. Because I was giving it a little bit. At the beginning, he kind of started off a little slow. He's trying to get some guys involved. And, of course, they were missing the shots. And I said, you know what? This might be a Milwaukee thing. He might end up scoring like 27 points tonight. But as soon as you saw the number get into the teens uh, in the first half, I said, nah, he's going to break it tonight now. And he did. He did. And uh, to talk to, to bring up John's point earlier today uh, or earlier this evening, uh, he thinks LeBron quit after he got the record. Uh, I'm not going to argue against it, but I'm also not going to really go into the detail of it too much. Um, I'll give LeBron a little bit of slack here. This is not just your everyday record. This is the all-time scoring record in a league where scoring is the most important thing, despite what all the uh, goody two-shoes tell you. This game is about scoring, and the greatest players, other than maybe Magic, uh, have always been about scoring. And even Larry Bird is thing is about scoring so it's a big it's it's an important it's important to celebrate that especially since it's a laker taking another lakers record that's a cool thing that's the cool thing about it um whether lebron's going to be dubbed the greatest of all time i think you all know my assessment on that if you're talking about most accomplished careers, LeBron is likely there right now. He will have he has the most accomplished career in NBA history, in my book. Um, some will say Kareem still has it. Then you have an argument there: six championships, six MVPs, ten Finals appearances. Six. Fought Bruce Lee and almost won. Yeah, fought Bruce Lee and almost won. And I would always, you know, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, Kareem's had a hell of a life, I'll tell you that. And I've been, I've been, I've been down on Kareem. Killed at an airplane. Yeah, yeah. That, he he was good at an airplane. Uh, that was when I, that was my introduction to Kareem in terms of outside basketball. <laughs> I've I've gone on Kareem for kind of his pettiness, but I thought tonight was really nice seeing him literally pass the the ball to him to give him thanks for taking a, a hallowed record that stays in the Laker family. I thought that was classy, though, by Kareem. Kareem uh, could have not shown up tonight. Kareem could have done, especially because their relationship has not been that close over the years. He showed a lot of class tonight. In yeah, and I think a lot of that, ball. yeah, a lot of the relationship rift is is not really basketball related. It's philosophical reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why I don't like Kareem sometimes. You know, he's preached for decades about, you know, standing up for things. And if as soon as he, he, he runs into someone who stands up for something he's not standing up for, he tends to get bitter and petty. That, that's that's again back to the projection thing. 
if you're going to truly be about something, you need to also understand when someone else has that same philosophy. Just because it doesn't match yours doesn't mean that you should be criticizing them. So he would have looked dumb if he didn't show up tonight. I bet you he probably didn't want to come tonight, but he showed up because it was the class thing to do, and he did. Um, I like that yeah. jacket he was wearing. Yes. I thought that was cool. Very nice. Yeah. So, again, congratulations to LeBron James. Uh, now that he has the record, uh, LeBron, I would prefer you to step out of your skin a little bit and start throwing some chairs in the locker room to ignite this team, especially your boy AD. I would at least like to see that once before this thing officially implodes in probably three weeks. In three weeks, we will be back on here essentially saying that the Lakers are out of the playoffs. Officially. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break Sean, any last thoughts on LeBron scoring the record? We already heard yours and my thoughts and Joe's thoughts on what the Lakers uh, need to do, their outlook right now, and obviously the thoughts on the game. Any last thoughts on the greatness of LeBron before we head on out? Yes, Gerald. He has the points record. His will, I think it'll remain his until, you know, I have children at the very least. He has over 10,000 rebounds in his career so far. He has over 10,000 assists and counting so far. If he wants to do it and he clips his 40,000 points, Gerald, as long as they play the game of basketball and as long as men can walk upright, there will be never, ever ever another player who will average 40,000 points, 10,000 assists, and 10,000 rebounds in the NBA. It's just not going to be duplicated. You don't think Luca? I don't I don't think I no. I think he can I think he might be able to get the points. I don't think Luca will ever get close to 10,000 assists. He plays Luca is not dedicated. I don't think so. Yeah, this this yeah, LeBron's dedication started from when he was 18 years old, maybe even before then. Luca, even at his age now, is already battling weight issues to some degree. Luca doesn't have he even said it. I think they asked him, like, are you he's like, I don't think I'm gonna play 20 years. No, LeBron is about basketball, it's who he is. And that it's what he does. He's you could put him into that Kobe, Jerry Rice category where the dedication is daily, hourly, every day, every minute. That's what he does. It's who he is. He is going to play until he can't the play. The wheel fall off. And really that's what it is. And for him, his body was able to withstand more than let's say Kobe Bryant, because that's genetics. The reason why Kobe lasted 20 years, which I don't even know if you could 
say it was 20 years. His last three seasons were not really good seasons. He really lasted about 16 years, maybe 17. And his body completely broke down. But LeBron has different genetics. It's the perfect combination. It's almost like LeBron, I'll tell you what, LeBron is very similar to Ronnie Coleman, uh, eight-time Mr. Olympia. You had the perfect genetics with the perfect work ethic who just was relentless year in, year out in his profession. And that's that's what you have with LeBron. LeBron plays three more seasons and averages 1,500 points in each of those seasons. Think about that for a second. We're not done with this season yet, right? Would it be safe to say he might have 39,000 by the end of the year? Or is that too much? So 43, imagine? 40? Yep. 40. If he has 39,000, you're looking at 43 and a half, 43,500 points in the next three years. No one, not Luca playing 25 years, is going to get that. I don't think so either. But I'm just saying, off the start of his begin, you know, the beginning years, his his early years, there's very there's only LeBron to compare it to at this point in time. The way well, he's gotten off to a start. But and, yes, and, I understand. I'm very well and very knowledgeable about his fitness issues, especially at the beginning of last season. And to be fair, Gerald, he like Paul Silas did not play him at point guard at the beginning of his career. Darius Miles was his point guard. And That's LeBron, scary enough because he was yes. more of an off guard. Yes, <laughs> which is amazing to think about. He's more about. of a small forward, actually, to be yes. honest. Yes, which was amazing to think about. I do want to say, though, before we head announced, uh, again, I know a lot of people are down right now, especially uh, coming off such a terrible loss, but it is a momentous occasion that we do congratulate LeBron on becoming the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Roberto says, ah, Popeye sounds great after tonight's loss. What do you guys do after a, a a pretty crappy defeat like this? Joe, what do you do to cheer yourself up? Maybe we can provide some some help to those out there suffering right now after such a, a lame loss, again, by the Lakers. What do you guys do? Because I got something else I've got in mind, what that I do. But go ahead, you guys. Well, I, you know, being that most of the games are at 7, 7.30, that means it's late night. I will sit on my lazy boy and watch a movie or watch a TV show or anything particular but, come to mind? Not really. I'm not really, a. I don't really drink. I don't drink alcohol by myself. It's extremely rare when I do, I'll drink around friends or I'll, you know, like the couple shows ago, I had a, a gang over before I did the show, had a adult beverage. I don't you drink. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I do when it's a social event or a social gathering. I don't do any dope, not even weed. Um, there's a mechanism in my head that always clicks there that it's it's a, it's a, it's for dope heads. Sorry, Jamie. John, you sorry. and I can't say the same about some others on this panel. Yeah, sorry, Jamie. And sorry, Tom. I, I just it, that's that's me. It's oh, like, you just you just threw them under the rug right there. Well, no, no, no. See here, this is something I want you guys to be clear on. I don't. It's not for me. Just like tattoos are not for me, but I'm not against tattoos. Okay. I'm not against weed. Okay. I just don't. It's not. It's not for me. So, so I don't really. So my there. yeah, my brain, my brain works. The moment I get up, the moment I sleep, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. And then what happens is after a game like this, even after a win, you kind of come down a little bit. I'll watch 
I'll watch highlights more than I would when it's not a, a win. Or I should say, when it's not a win, I don't watch highlights. When it's a win, I'll watch more highlights. You're like me. Yeah. And then and then my body shuts down. It shuts down. I don't, a lot of times, I don't remember sleeping. So I'm on, on, on. And then I'll stay up a little bit more if they've won. If I don't, if they haven't won, I'll probably sleep a little bit earlier, which you know, early is relative. It's, it's I sleep at 11, 12 o'clock at night, wake up at 6. I only get six hours of sleep a night. Uh, that's how my body works. <laughs> hey, Daniel, uh, I will say this. I am a very happy drunk, like my dad, God rest his soul. Um, and I drink about as much as my dad used to, which I saw my dad, dad drunk twice in my life, and he was the funniest man on the planet those two times. <laughs> he was hilarious. And my dad was funny too anyways, but... He was hilarious. And I remember talking to my mom, God rest her soul as well. I go, mom, you need to take dad out more every weekend. I, this is fun. And my dad was very gangster like with his, with his, with his drinks. It was like back. He was really about that Rat Pack era. He drank the seven sevens. I drank it one time. I was like, how the hell do you drink this crap? <laughs> but he, he liked it. But yeah, it's just kind of winding down, winding down and, I'll tell you what, man, when they've won championships, whew, let Steeler Super Bowls, Laker championships, boy, we are partying or a really good boy. That game seven against Phoenix in 2010 when Kobe was shooting shots from freaking El Segundo all the way to Phoenix with, with Grant Hill draped on him. Wow. That night, I remember we got uh, it was fun. So, Joe, you only sleep like six hours a day. Is yeah, sometimes five. It reminds me so much of that villain in that James Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry, Die Another Day, where the villain only either had this machine that was hooked up to that, you know, only gave him like, you know, a three or four hours a day. And he would like, it would be comparable to like eight or nine hours a day. Just I could see Joseph's like hooked up to some machine at night just to go ahead and keep him wired all night long. So, no, I. I my, my my nights consist of passing out and waking up. I don't I don't really dream. I don't get up in the middle of the night. It's straight up pass out. Every every human being dreams, sir. You just don't remember yours. Yeah, but I don't remember great. my dreams. Very it's very good. very. Matter of fact, the only time I remember my dreams is when I take a nap. This I'm is a dream, a... Joe. You're in the middle of a dream now. Yeah. No, this is a nightmare, Gerald. With the Lakers. No, Daniel, I don't I don't fight. Fighting is a problem. You know, see the problem is I don't know if you guys can see the the extra bone on my hand here. So when you so, when, I used to I used to have to punch with my left hand because I was always worried about breaking my right hand. I'm a right hander. But fighting is a waste of time unless you get paid for it. <laughs> so Sean, we've heard Joe. What do you do to go ahead and wind down after a tough loss like this? Just trying to cheer everybody up. Yeah, so Gerald, it's almost 2.30 in the morning on the on the East Coast. So normally what I'll do right now is as soon as we're off the air, I'll uh, close my laptop, put everything away, and go to bed. Because I got to get up at 6 in the morning f for work. Okay. Now you're the one that, that reminds me of the, the, the villain dying. The Actually, you know, I could I could go I could go toe to toe with all these people. Now I used to be a Nighthawk, 
but now I'm an early bird. Uh, but I only need about four hours sleep and I'm good. All right. He's ready to rule the world that he is. But okay. normally the next norm- James Bond villain. <laughs> normally, if I didn't have work, what I would do is pour myself uh, a nice uh, tequila. Enjoy that in a loss. And then uh, I do what Z does. I eat. Tend to eat. I do that sometimes too. But then for the next hour, hour and a half, I've got to listen to you guys again as I edit this in audio. Uh, so you so, get the indigestion. Yeah. Sometimes I'll play YouTube in the background and you know go through stuff there. But the thing I like to do after everything's all done and everything's all posted, I like to make sure I just try to chill out after that and just get a good hard laugh. So if you got freebie, which is absolutely free out there, you might want to check out an old show that is not in any way, shape, or form politically correct, but Joe might remember this. Sean, you may too. MXC. That was on Spike TV in the mid-2000s. It yes, is one it was. of the funniest shows that's out there. It is not politically correct. So I what does that start mean? off that. It is, uh, that that means you'd enjoy it thoroughly. You would enjoy it thoroughly. Just go to Freebie because it's absolutely free. It's just a couple, not a minute or two of ads. That's all in between as far as Charlie tournaments. But yeah, they, they, it's M- We X- need to start bringing back the non-political correct stuff. And it should start with MXC, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So it, and, it's, uh, uh, it, We need it's, to talk more about it and how to support it. Well, I don't know about that. Let's we need to learn how to tell show. people to piss off. Uh, you, you've certainly <laughs> done that and then some on this show. And it starts with Rob Palenka, that's for sure. But oh, once again... No. Oh, oh, Gerald, Gerald, you have no <laughs> you have no idea. If tar and feathering were still involved... Hey, hey, I'm hey, not sure. No, I, hey, no, I understand. No, I, understand. No, I understand. No, I understand. No, let's not go there. It's a terrible way to go. But if go you could there. ride somebody out on a rail... Nice. If you could ride somebody out on a rail, if they still did that, I'd bring in the two by four. No, I'm sure no, I could get a few no, more Laker no, fans. No, no, let's no. not go there. All right. Okay, okay, let's not go there. Let's not go there. It's pretty dark. It's already gone dark a couple times. Let's keep it light before we head on out. So, everybody out there, we truly want to thank you for watching this. If you've got any ideas to help fellow Laker fans try to overcome these terrible losses this season, if you got some thoughts, some comments on what the Lakers might do before the trade deadline or what they need to do to turn around the season, or if they can't, we'd love to hear that as well. Please let us know right there in the comments on YouTube or Lakers fast break, wherever there's social media, because we seemingly are on all over the place. Believe me. I know I got to post it. So please go ahead and support us and like us wherever you can. It's truly a job in and of itself to go ahead and give you guys and gals the content that you need from us here at the Lakers fast break. The next game that's coming up is Thursday. But before that, the trade deadline special. I don't have anything planned on Wednesday unless an emergency trade happens. We got to do an emergency show. So I'm leaving that open because I got to do some other stuff as far as a Super Bowl show for Inside Sports Fantasy Football and other things as well. In fact, you got to have a life too. But on Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time, Sean, maybe Joe, Laker Tom, and hopefully as many people as we can round up will be here for the trade deadline special for two and a half hours starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time for you right here streaming live, talking about everything going on with the trade deadline. That'll be from 10 to 1230. 
10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. And then Thursday night, it is playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Please go ahead and sign up for free. It was a great fun, but up until LeBron scored, got the record, then it went all downhill from there. But, you know, we had a lot of fun going ahead and ripping on the Lakers defense. So go ahead and join us today for all the fun. It's very unfiltered. You talk about not politically correct. There is not politically correct right there at Lakers Fast Break. Okay, it, it, it is, it's in that direction. I'll just leave it at that. Lakers Fast Break right there for you at playback. And then, of course, after the game against Milwaukee, it is the Lakers Fast Break, the best Lakers post game that's out there. It is the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much to everyone in the chat. You've just been truly awesome. I cannot say the number of names. There's so many names. Tycoon Raves, Sovereign, Z. You've been tremendous out there. Daniel, Roberto, so many names. Catherine, uh, just absolutely. Terrence. Jeff, Jim, Salami, just so many. Actually, this is one of the highest amounts of comments that we've ever received on the show. And Daniel, thanks so much from Germany. We've been all over in the past week. Philippines, Australia, the UK, Canada. We're going global, guys. This is awesome. So truly appreciate everybody watching, listening. But it's all because of you that we do this. So please go ahead and continue to support us. If you've not subscribed already, please go ahead and subscribe to us here at the Lakers Fast Break. It truly helps us out, and we cannot thank you enough from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrell, a.k.a. Ox1947, Simblades, Simblades4thewide.com, plus also as well, LakersBall.com. Go ahead and represent today at LakersBall.com. For the magic man, Sean Grice, the guy who did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and watch history being made tonight. And for me, Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and of course, the Lakers Fast Break. I want to thank you for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. It's been a long night. It's been a long and historical night. Hopefully, you get a lot better for us on Thursday in both the day and the night right here at the Lakers.